This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. The application fee is $25 and the booth fee is $150. Artists who are accepted the past two years will be automatically accepted this year. Anyone else will need to apply with images of their work. Find a link to the application at nowdecatur.com. A million more immigrants here illegally. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Encountered by Border Patrol crossing into the U.S. since the start of October, and that doesn't even count those who got away. And we're hitting this milestone way earlier than last year. Fiscal years began on October 1st. If you do October 1st to February 6th, last fiscal year, which was the record-breaking year, there were 909,000. We've already crossed a million. Fox's Griff Jenkins, Republicans blame Biden policies and might try again to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. The executive branch needs to be held accountable, which why yesterday was a disheartening vote that we as Republicans didn't stick together. Congresswoman Claudia Tenney on Fox Business referencing the impeachment vote that barely failed, with three of her fellow Republicans joining Democrats voting no. Why? Mayorkas is guilty of uh, maladministration on a truly cosmic scale, but that, that is not grounds for impeachment. GOP Congressman Tom McClintock tells Fox that would have set a bad precedent. Later today, a vote in the Senate is expected to fail trying to advance a bipartisan border security compromise. President Biden says if it stalls like that, he'll blame former President Trump for blocking a solution to the crisis. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken is in Israel talking to the Prime Minister and the President. For the first time in weeks, there is progress on a possible ceasefire deal between Israel and Hamas. Fox's Trey Yingst in Tel Aviv. Reports indicate the Hamas plan would stop the war for four and a half months, see all of the hostages released, and Israeli troops withdrawing from Gaza. But Israel has said they won't stop the war there until Hamas militants are wiped out. Nikki Haley has lost again, even though former President Trump wasn't even on the ballot in Nevada's Republican primary. She lost to the none of these candidates option. But it didn't count anyway. Tomorrow's GOP caucus is due. A Trump victory is almost assured. Haley's not taking part. The party only allowed a candidate to be in the primary or the caucuses. President Biden easily won the Democratic primary. America's listening to Fox News. You know, our friends at Henry Repeating Arms, they manufacture a line of very high-quality rifles, shotguns, and revolvers that you can be very proud to own. Now, they're made in America with parts and materials also from America. Now, they use old-world craftsmanship combined with cutting-edge technology to deliver reliable and accuracy that you can trust in any situation. Now, they're easy to use and maintain. It makes them an excellent choice for both a novice and experienced shooter. Henry has over 200 models, so you can find the firearm that's right for you. There's also new releases all throughout the year. And every purchase is backed by their lifetime warranty and the company's owner. Anthony Imperato also gives his personal guarantee for 100% satisfaction. Now, make sure you go to their website, henryusa.com. Order their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's henryusa.com. Free catalog, free decals, and a list of dealers where you are. You're going to love this company and these firearms like I do. At least five people are dead in Ukraine after an overnight Russian missile barrage on Kiev and other cities. New U.S. military aid to Ukraine is held up in that stalled Senate border security compromise. Now, with the surge of illegal immigration continuing to break records, cities far north of the border deal with the controversy of housing. Thousands of migrants have gone to cities like Chicago and Denver and Washington and New York City, where another big story is the beating some migrants gave two police officers last month. The charges that Yohini Brito was indicted on by a grand jury are still under seal, but he pleaded not guilty in his first court appearance on Tuesday. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg says Brito was one of 13 people believed to be involved in the Times Square attack on two members of the New York City Police Department on January 27th. Bragg says Brito can be seen on surveillance video fighting with officers while they tried to arrest him. While a dozen others are believed to be involved, Brito is the only one being held on bail. Last week, Bragg did not request bail for five others charged in the case, a move that was criticized by Governor Kathy Hochul. In New York City, Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. The storms that have drenched California the past several days are blamed for nine deaths, most of them hit by falling trees in the north. A lot of other people are dealing with the aftermath. Parts of Los Angeles County are bracing for more flooding and mudslides, even as residents clean up damage left by record-shattering rainfall, which triggered 475 mudslides, downed some 400 trees, and knocked out power to hundreds of thousands of homes and businesses. The region's been soaked by a deadly 
deadly atmospheric river storm, which set off flood advisories as far south as San Diego and the border with Mexico. An atmospheric river is a plume of moisture or water vapor that moves from the tropics and is dumped over a region as heavy rain or snow. Lillian Wu, Fox News. On Wall Street, stock futures are rising modestly before the opening bell rings in trading this hour. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. We get it. Technology is a big part of the world today. At Brinkata Realtors, we know that behind every powerful tool, there needs to be a compassionate person dedicated to your goals. We believe that a genuine connection is simply irreplaceable. With us, you get the best of both worlds, cutting-edge technology and a team of professionals who truly care. Discover the difference at Brinkata Realtors, where technology meets heart. Visit us online or call to connect with one of our agents today. Find your way home. Brinkotter.com. Here's a look at your news. Channel 20 Storm Team forecast today. Partly sunny with a high near 54. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low of 45. For Thursday, a chance of showers after 1 p.m., mostly cloudy and windy with a high near 58. Then Friday, sunny with a high near 64. The current temperature in downtown Decatur, 34 degrees. Your WSOY time is 8.06. Good morning and welcome to the Wednesday edition of Buyers and Company. Our friends from Millican University are in. A little big blue action coming up and uh, we'll check in with Tanya Andrews from Crossing Healthcare. The company starts now. Buyers and Company, WSOY, 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, streaming live at nowdecatur.com. Good morning and welcome. We're back here on a, uh, a beautiful, well, compared to yesterday, we can actually see out the windows. I have never seen so much fog in downtown Decatur as I did yesterday. No, I didn't. I could either. not see the transfer house. I, I couldn't see anything. Yeah. So much better this morning. And uh, it's in the 50s in February. People are out playing golf. Are you kidding me? Love it. Uh, every Wednesday at this time, uh, there's so many stories to tell across the campus of Millican University, and uh, it's our great pleasure to welcome uh, a couple of folks back to the program uh, who have been here before. Uh, Molly Berry, the Director of Admission, and Nancy Curtin, Dean of the College of Arts and Sciences. And I was asking about that phraseology during the break, because I think of arts and I think of science, and I think, wow, that's like like on opposite ends of the spectrum. This would have been the old phrase, liberal arts. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? That is correct. Do we not use that term anymore? Some colleges still do, but we have always used arts and sciences and the arts as opposed to the fine arts. That's a different area. That's a different area. But some colleges are still using liberal arts and sciences. Okay, and so what would fall under that liberal arts or arts category? More the what's considered the humanities, so such as um, English uh, literature, um, English studies, uh, philosophy is sometimes considered, history right. sometimes considered, um, that. Yeah. It, it's, I, I think sometimes, um, in education, you guys speak a language that most people don't speak. I, I mean, and I feel I like, I, I mean, not just you, yeah. everybody, right. uh, you know, the acronyms and the, yeah. you, you know, like even using the word FAFSA makes me uncomfortable. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Uh, are, are we having problems with that? Did I see? Oh my gosh. What's going on there? This is all my world has been for the last two weeks. Yeah. yeah the federal government has decided, well, has basically made the announcement that not only was the FAFSA, FAFSA delayed yes. until December 3rd, 30th this year. It's normally available October 1st, but now colleges don't have the ability to pull in student data until the middle of March. And normally we can do that in December so we can create financial aid packages for folks. So it's just a logistical nightmare for everyone, not just Milliken, for every institution of higher education. Um, But yes, and to go back to the acronym comment, yes, we live in a world of acronyms and different language. It's hard. That's the barrier of higher education is the language. Yeah, but you see it though. That's half the battle. I I mean, I I think you have this conversation with some people and they don't even see the irony in it. It's just the world they live in and that's the language. Uh, I think you're tearing down those barriers to people. We are. It seems intentional. We have a lot of first generation students and a number of us who work at Millican are first generation 
um, also worse first generation mm-hmm. students. So we can identify and try to help navigate that because it is a whole different world. Yeah, relatable. Yep. Being relatable is so important yeah, today, right? I mean, when everybody's absolutely. fishing in the same pond, yeah. uh, you know, the people who have that that ramp, yeah. you know, uh, have such an advantage, I think. Right. Well, kudos to you guys for doing that. All right. Well, there's a couple of events that are coming up. Um, you've got uh, Monday, February 19th uh, from 8.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. Explore the College of Arts and Sciences Day. What is this and who is it for? Yeah, so this is a half-day uh, visit for can- students who are interested in one of the majors that fall under arts and sciences. Um, so think of it as a really hands-on experience. Students come, they can play around in the major, meet the faculty, meet the students, have a campus tour, lunch, and be on their way. Okay, so it's more than just yeah, you know, having a, a quick visit with someone. I mean, you get right. the whole campus sort of experience. Yeah, and it's de- designated to that major. So that's the neat thing. A general visit day for us would be a big picture of Millican. This is a little bit more fine-tuned to be in the arts and sciences. They can sit in a classroom. They can meet with the students. It's really... So they get to attend a class? Yes. Yep. And then there's a panel discussion? Yes. And then anything that that major, so the faculty in that major would like to do. So maybe they're going to tour the spaces. Maybe they'll do a student panel. Maybe they'll do something in their lounge or lobby area. So it's up to that major, but it's going to be a really nice hands-on day. Okay. And there'll be a number of classes, you know, across the different majors and they can just pick one that interests them. And so, you know, biology, biochemistry, chemistry, physics, um, applied statistics. We have a new major called applied statistics that's um, going to be popular, computer science, and then, um, you know, criminal justice. And we want to say, even if you're not sure what your major is going to be, come to this day because we have a program called Exploratory Studies that helps navigate those first year or two. And so even if you're not sure, you know, what major, come and well, we'll help it, navigate Isn't that, that most people? Yeah, it's why absolutely. I don't trust most politicians because they've wanted to do this since. I mean, they, they, right. you know, yeah. I, I, I think it's okay to be confused at, yeah. at 18 years old or not know what the life path yeah. you're going to have is. It's rare if you don't change your major. Yeah. Right. And, um, and I started out as a, um, exploratory studies for lack. They didn't have those words back then, mm-hmm. but, yeah. um, yeah, as not having a major. But I think that freaks kids out a little bit. They feel stressed that they should have. Yeah. It's the pressure because I think, um, you know, in life we ask people those like landmark questions. Where are you going to go to school? Oh, great. So you pick that. What are you going to major in? Oh, great. So you pick that. What do you want to do with your life? When are you going to get married? When are you going to have kids? It's all those landmarks. And so that, what do you want to do? What major will you like to be? That's really a lot of pressure for especially Generation Z. Um, Generation Z does not like that pressure of the landmarks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I I think being able to see, I think I saw the word vibrant somewhere. I love coming to your campus because it looks so different than it used to look. Mm -hmm. Not only architecturally and all the new stuff, but uh, it looks like our community. Yes, Yes. correct. And and so when kids come there and can see themselves there, that's a huge barrier for people. Correct. Absolutely. Um, Going back to that first uh, first generation college student piece, um, this Explore Day is really set up for someone who wants to dabble a little bit. Perfect for the exploratory major. Perfect for someone to come in and say, I'm not really sure. I don't know if I want to commit. I want to see what this is about. This day, again, it's just like four hours. A really good taste of what you're going to get, and then you can make a decision. Are, are high school students able to participate in this? I mean, can they can they get out of school to come do this? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so how what's that look like? So most high schools, you would go and say, I have a college visit day. Okay. Um, and so I would like to get out of school for this college visit day. In fact, at Millican, we have some incentives. So if you are a high school senior going to graduate and start college hypothetically in August, we have a free gift for every student who comes to campus this spring who is a high school senior. It's a um, mini Bluetooth speaker that has Millican on it. It's really fun. Um, so again, we are, we're just trying to incentivize students to come because we know they'll fall in love with the campus and the culture if they can come see it. Okay. If you uh, want to register for for this, uh, there's no fee, right? Just uh, oh, registration, no so you have a head count. Right. Uh, you go it's to news free and lunch. E- uh, free lunch. Mm-hmm. You can always play that up. News and events. Go to Millican.edu, then go to news and events and select calendar, and you can find the listing. Explore the College of Arts and Science Day, and that will be uh, take you right to where you need to go to register. Now, you also have a campus visit day coming up on February 24th as well. Correct, and that's going to be that large picture campus visit day. It's a great time for juniors to come and start to take get a taste of what college life would be 
like, but we want to see campus seniors as well. Uh, but this would be the full visit. So it's eight in the morning, essentially, until about three, four in the afternoon. Okay. And, and walk me through what the kids will do. I mean, how many people will be there? I mean, is it, is it fun? You know, is it, is it real structured? I mean, you know, what's it look like? It's great for families. Okay. So this is a great time. So mom, bring, dad, yes. everybody. Yep. Same thing with the explore day. We want supporters to come as well, whether that's grandma, grandpa, mom, or dad, or a best friend. Um, but campus visit day in February would be essentially, um, that full taste. Um, so they're going to hear a lot of people, see a lot of panels, um, get a chance to go to either like learn more about the arts or athletics. Um, I want to look about the honors program. So it's a really good surface level. This is what you can expect from a college campus. Is it fun? Absolutely. But we keep them moving. We're going to show the campus tour. We're going to do a showroom for residence halls. Um, but it's a really great chance to see what Millican is about big picture. And I, I think the, the key is if you can get people there to the campus, it's going to tell a story by itself. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe that story is antithetical to what people who have been here a long time think, right? Mm-hmm. I can't afford that. That's yeah. out of my ability to do. Uh, that's for rich kids. You, you know, those things that get built up over years and years. Uh, and you've been so intentional about this the last number of years of, you know, telling another story and a different narrative and, and painting a way for this to be a path for anyone. But I think if you can get people, you know, get them on campus and see it, that's where the magic is. Right. When I talk to students when they come for these visit days, one of the first questions I ask them is, what have you experienced or learned today that you didn't know or that surprised you? And a number of them say, well, how beautiful the campus is or the number of um, the level of equipment we have in the natural sciences and the chemistry and physics area and biology. And and so they're really impressed um, and they you know, are surprised by that. So it's yeah. pleasant. And then whether you're in school and dance or, or theater and dance or not, yeah. you just tour that building. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what half of it does, but I'm right. just leaving every time going, oh, my God, this has got to be as nice as anything in the United yeah. States. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how important is it, um, it, you know, to mix the old and the new and the, and the tradition, but new, uh, right? I, I, because as you mentioned earlier, you know, next generation is doing a little differently than, than we did. Yeah, we're, we're continuing to pave a new path in higher education, and that's reflected by our students and our campus culture. And so you're not going to see those, what I would consider like stodgy, out-of-date conversations, and that's the biggest narrative. So you talked about telling a story, and that's the story of the modern Millican, is where we're going, who we are is important. That tradition, some of those things that we've been doing for eons, we're still doing. Mm-hmm. Cookie parties, candlelight ceremonies, orientation, convocation, those big things still happen. Those are our pillars. But man, when I look at some of the new things that are coming, Um, uh, because of the student culture, it's changing. There is just a different vibrancy on campus. Um, And so that's what's great about those visits. But we also want to encourage people to come just on a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So if you can get out of school and come for a tour and a meeting with a faculty, and again, one of You can do those one-on-ones. All the time. Yeah, Yeah, you can come visit us any day. We will be happy to see you. All right, Nick, uh, what's the biggest change for you? You graduated in nine... In 02. 02, sorry. Yeah, a while back. 02, yeah. You made it sound like, oh, I'm near to the 90s. It was 02. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But how much, I mean, from your experience, you know, uh, you know, 20 years ago, um, the the difference when you go there today? Uh, Drastically um, and and not that different. And and what I mean by that is I could count on the the small, close-knit community, knowing my professors, knowing my instructors, knowing the people in the registrar office and all of that, that that's the same. So you, you get that. But in terms of technology and the learning experience and um, the new facilities, even it's drastically different. And I'll point to the University Commons building that was the Staley Library when I went to school there. It was a building with some um, some chairs and a whole bunch of books. <laughs> and now it's got a Starbucks. It's got bookshelves to move in and out. It has a, a lab for robotics. It has WJMU in it. It has all of these different breakout sessions and breakout rooms and then areas to hold things. It's almost like they took our tuck and crammed it right in there with a bunch of technology. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it, it just is yeah. the modern experience. Yeah, I was thinking about Artuk the other day, uh, an event that was held there. We were having a conversation. I'm like, man, that was, we went there for years. I, yeah. I mean, you know, for just about anything, you know, for Absolutely. fundraisers and, and high school dances were held there. Yeah. yeah. The whole nine. And then it was just like now, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but the new building is spectacular. 
Sure. I mean, it really is. It's just so funny to think about how much we used our tuck and oh. how much we made it work for what we needed, even if it wasn't designed to it do It wasn't, that. and really the parking was, was terrible. Was I mean, it was, it was like, awful. you know, it was okay if it was summer, but like in the wintertime, it was like, oh, like hustle yeah. in, go into the back door. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. If you haven't been to Millican lately, I think it, driving by, it will blow your mind. But if you haven't literally been inside some of these facilities we've been talking about or taken a, a gander at the student body and what it looks like and, and staff and faculty and all the way around, right? Yes. I, I think so it's amazing. Yeah, come see us. I will give you a personal tour. Come see us. All right. Well, uh, we should do that. By the way, you can go to the Millican site at naticator.com and there's a great video. You have to scroll down through all the stuff, but there's a great video about when we opened uh, the theater and dance. I mean, you get a chance to take a look at it. See it in person. When you get up to that dance studio and the view out mm-hmm. there. Beautiful. I was that telling Murray Jagger Taylor. It's like, is this your view every day? Yes. It's amazing. It's amazing. All right. Once again, if you would like to register for these events, here's how you do this. Go to Millican.edu, right? Then click on News and Events, select the calendar, and then you can find the listing to register for the first one, which is Explore the College of Arts and Sciences Day. That is going to be held February 19th. That's a Monday from 830 to 1, right? Yep. Okay. Then the all-around campus visit day, February 24th from 830 uh, to two, you can uh, just do the same thing. Go to Millican.edu, go to News and Events Calendar, and then look for Campus Visit Day. No fee, no cost, just so they have a head count and lunch yep. and figure all that out. And you can go check out Millican. Juniors, seniors, everybody, everybody's welcome. Yep. Richland students, yeah. transfers, Absolutely. whatever. Please transfer, yeah. please. Okay. Yeah. Good stuff, guys. As always, we appreciate it. Molly Berry and Nancy Curtin, thank you very much. Thank you, Brian. Here's Nick with your three-day forecast. Back with more right after this. Today is going to be partly sunny, a high of 54. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low of 45. For Thursday, a chance of rain after 1 p.m., mostly cloudy and windy, high near 58. And Friday, sunny with a high near 64. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 35 degrees. Your WSOI time is 821. Affordable dentures and implants practices in Champaign, Springfield, and Forsyth makes new smiles affordable every day. So you don't need to wait another day to get your smile back. Call 1-800-DENTURE or visit AffordableDentures.com to find the practice near you. Affordable dentures and implants. Go ahead and smile. You've set your financial goals. One kid plans to go Big Ten, the other Ivy. Your bucket list includes seaside sunrises and sunsets on the slopes or perhaps a second home away from it all. Busey Bank can help develop the right investment strategy to take charge of the years ahead. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. You're listening to Buyers & Company, streaming live at nowdecatur.com. Good morning. Welcome back. Tanya Andrick, straight ahead. Always enjoy that. We'll be doing that in just a few minutes. I wanted to touch base on, I was watching last night, uh, an interview, uh, about, uh, the Crumleys. This is the family that, uh, the mom was just sentenced, uh, or convicted. I don't think she's been sentenced yet, uh, for involuntary manslaughter. Now, this is the mom and the dad, um, that, uh, are the parents of the, the 17 year old who's serving life in prison for killing four classmates in Michigan, uh, back in November of 2021. Uh, she's 45 years old. The first U.S. parent convicted of manslaughter over a mass shooting carried out by their child. So we don't have a long history of looking to see how this goes. I mean, this is sort of the precedent. Now, I was, reading a couple of interviews with people who um, were all for this, a couple of people who, and they were charged within days, right? I mean, didn't they kind of go on the lam or, or hit the road or yeah, something? Yeah, they found her in a warehouse. Yes, yes, okay. Like in Detroit or something, right? And here's the the one thing that, that I wonder. Uh, Stephen J. Morse, professor of law at the University of Pennsylvania, and psychiatry, said, I understand that she was not necessarily the best mother in the world, but is that a crime? I mean, because we'd be charging all kinds of parents if you were judging about good parenting or not. And in this case, 
I th- and maybe this is the difference and this is why this is the precedent and this is why this is the standard is, you know, they gave this kid access to a gun. As I remember, they went to a parent meeting with the kid that very day because they, there was a drawing that somebody had found to be, you, you know, and so they met at the school. They decided they weren't staying for this meeting and they weren't taking him home. They'd been called there. And then the school let him go with his backpack with a gun in it back into the school. And that's the day all the shooting happened. So there seems to be a lot of failures all the way around in the whole system. I understand when I look at you can't give kids access to guns. I mean, no doubt. But I also don't know what can be expected on how do you deal. Our country can't deal with mental illness and mental health, by and large, right? Right. I am sure there are cases, and maybe this won't be the precedent that's used every time something happens. But, you know, let's say it's not a school shooting. Let's say your 17-year-old goes out and gets access to beer and gets drunk and drives your car into somebody and kills them your car you gave him the keys is that equivalent i don't have the answer to that i don't either but i'm saying this is the kind of questions that come up i mean i know the 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 easy emotional thing to do is yeah those were bad parents and i don't disagree with that i'm saying where does this go You know, I'm I'm not certain, and and I don't have an opinion in either direction yet. I just haven't read enough about it. Um, it there are some things like I I think I remember there being um, a, a a parent that was charged with um, with a crime related to a school shooting, but it wasn't directly their role in the kid. It was more how the firearm was illegally obtained. Um, I can dig that up. I'm certain I remember that. I think if you have a gun in your house, which I'm not against, but you are responsible for that gun. Right. Right. I mean, I I don't I I think. But but then what what else besides a gun? You you know, and and how how is somebody trained to identify mental illness and are they trained to cope with it? And how do you prove there was help or no help? Or I mean, in this case, it seemed like all those checks boxes were checked. Yeah. But I'm telling you, people do things. With good parents. Yeah, for sure. And mental health is something we can't even get our hands around from a, a, a country level, from a, a medical profession level. I mean, there are a lot of good people trying really hard, but it's a big deal. And, and it's not always predictable, and it's not always manageable, and it's not always something that's in control of guardians. Right. Regardless of how much they do or they don't do. Yeah, this is a tough one. It really is. I, and so I just, I, I I saw those parents. I was saying, and I understand. I mean, they're they're grief. They're mad. They're angry. I mean, they're bitter. They they their words. Yeah. And so when when they can feel like you know there's the system doing its job because all they did was send their kids to school that day. I get that. I get it. I just don't know where we go from here. Maybe this is uh, the type of thing that 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 makes uh, puts a little more impetus on being more secured with your weapons. You you would think so. I, I would love to think so. I, I would love to go. Yes, that it should. Yeah. But we've got a million laws in place that don't. I mean, people still every day, even right. though there's punishment on the other side of it. Yeah, but sometimes laws do work to curtail behavior. I mean, in fact, they they're known to, and in most instances, it, it keeps people from doing a lot of the bad things that that they might not. And I don't think it's a solve. It's not gonna, we're not gonna go. It's not gonna go away because parents are now in trouble. No, I just three year old just shot themselves. Yeah. This week in the news, with a gun laying out. I, I mean, so anyway, I, I just think it's not an easy slam dunk, one way or the other. And I'm not suggesting this jury got this wrong. Yeah. I'm just wondering about how much can someone control even if they're doing a really good job as a parent. Right. And you hope that the system as it as it stands, 
evaluates all of that. And sometimes the system gets it wrong, but you hope that they go, all right, you did everything that you could do. And that wasn't anything you, you know, they broke into your safe. They took these things. I I would hope so. I would absolutely hope so. It would be drastically different than than this. All right. We've got to take a break for Bottom of the Hour Stories News. We'll bring Tanya in, and uh, we'll have a good time our last half hour. I promise you she's always entertaining and informative. Fun. Yeah. We've set the bar high with the Roto-Rooter thing, though. Yeah, that was good. That was really good, Jason. All right, when we get back, uh, we'll do that with Tanya. Looking forward to it. Happy Wednesday. News is coming your way now. This is RJ Crace with your stories now brought to you by Shop on Main. The president of the Illinois Fraternal Order of Police State Lodge is speaking out against legislation that would limit what offenses police could pull people over for, calling the bill unhinged. The bill would prohibit law enforcement from pulling motorists over for speeding, improper lane usage, and other offenses. The bill's original sponsor said it was meant to start a dialogue about policing. Eisenhower High School students are once again competing in the Poetry Out Loud Central Illinois Regionals. The Springfield Area Arts Council will host the contest next Thursday in Peggy. Writer Theater. It's free to attend and all are welcome. In Poetry Out Loud, teenagers select, analyze, and memorize classic and temporary poems for recitation. Winners of the eight regionals go to the state tournament with a chance to advance to nationals in Washington, D.C. Don't forget to visit our website for more stories, podcasts, and videos. Come back often. You can find us online at nowdecatur.com. News. I'm Chris Foster. More Republicans choose none of these candidates than Nikki Haley in the Nevada primary. She was the only major candidate on that ballot. Nevada election officials say it has created distrust among voters who received it in the mail because it doesn't include the name Donald Trump. Nikki Haley ran, but it doesn't count. She won't get any delegates towards the GOP nomination because the Republican State Party of Nevada doesn't recognize the primary. Fox Anita Bogowitz, Nevada caucus results tomorrow that count and Trump not Haley, is on that ballot. A vote is planned today on whether to start debate on a Senate border bill. Border and immigration provisions tied to billions of dollars in aid to Ukraine and Israel are unlikely to advance beyond a Senate procedural vote as Republicans increasingly signal opposition to the measure negotiated for months. Fox's Jared Halpern. America's listening to Fox News. What's up, Doc? A brand new medical podcast brought to you by Decatur Orthopedic Center. Join Dr. Sams and Dr. Sullivan as they take a peek behind the drapes into the world of orthopedics. They will explore the newest trends in orthopedics, sports injuries, and musculoskeletal health. These leading orthopedic surgeons will go into detail about surgery, life as a surgeon, and the impacting change of orthopedics. Find What's Up Doc at NowDecatur.com under the podcast section or anywhere you get your podcast. Here's a look at your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast today. Partly sunny, high near 54. Tonight, mostly cloudy, a low around 45. For Thursday, a chance of showers after 1 p.m., mostly cloudy and windy, high near 58. And Friday, sunny with a high near 64. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 35 degrees. Your WSOY time is 832. Listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at nowdecator.com. I know these are the same headphones I wear every day, but they feel weird today. Got them on the right way? I think so, yeah. It's always cord on the left. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what the earring used to be back in my day in high school. Because <laughs> the other way meant something else. We were so stupid. Uh, I remember that. <laughs> do you remember that? It mattered what side. Isn't that so well, weird? to a certain age group, like my dad, it didn't. It wasn't cool no matter what. Correct. And then there was another level, sub-level of that, of like, oh, well, they're kids being kids. And then there was a level of that, like, well, you can do it this way, but not that way. That's so silly. <laughs> that lingered until I, when I was a kid, too. Did it really? Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> I... <laughs> It's because we're so stupid. I mean, when it really boils down to like life, right? I mean, we get, we evolve a little. I mean, I'd like to think I'm a better human being today than I was five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, but we evolve slow. I mean, slow. So true. I, I sent you an article yesterday. You did. Uh, about 
treatment for opioids and how we have the ability, you know, to we have a, a weapon. But the numbers still keep getting worse. And the news covered it for a long time. It was all over the place. And now we've got a billion dollar, however many billion dollars settlement money coming. What are we doing? You run a campus every day where you're helping people treat their addictions and overcome their addictions and get back to life. Why are we not very good at it as a country? You know, I think there's a whole lot of reasons. There's barriers to care. Tanya Andrews, by the way, crossing health care. Good morning. Yes. Um, there's a whole lot of reasons. I think that obviously there's still stigma. There's still barriers in, in people's thought process to seek care and treatment. There's the thought that it's not available to them. It's um, shameful to seek treatment. It's um, too expensive. Those kinds of barriers exist. I think there's also a challenge for us as a nation as we deal with synthetics. Um, and so it's increased um, the severity of overdoses. And so the overdose dose death rates are higher because of the synthetics that are now in our, in our drugs in our country. And so while we've made some progress, it doesn't appear that way. And so we're not all comparing apples to apples. And so now, you know, 10 years into 10 years later, we have a much more, um, potent uh, opioid drug in the, in these synthetics and more people are dying with smaller amounts or less often use. It's much more dangerous. It's so, you could use one time. Okay, so, so those are the people that wouldn't. There's categories, it. right? Correct. So, so then um, the, the, the three guys in the backyard after the mm-hmm. Kansas city football yeah. game, you know, now they found fentanyl and, and whatever else. Uh, you, you know, I've, I've had Dana Carvey's son in my newsfeed for like mm-hmm. three weeks. I'm like, quit trying to hype this stuff. I don't, I mean, it's tragic. Yeah. It's, you know, but you, you see, it's not somebody that's a heroin addict for 20 years and, and dies. It's like sometimes people doing this very early in or just experimenting and because Correct. they don't know what they're working with, they could end up dead. Correct. And those are people who would never, um, sort of seek treatment because they don't have like a, a, a patterned problem, a patterned behavior problem. Um, or, or dealing with addiction. And so I think that, you know, any drug use is incredibly dangerous in the world we live in now. It's not like, uh, you know, I, I still hear parents in denial, uh, mm-hmm. mainly not at our school, not in our town. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I remember the days they had yeah. more because they could afford it. Um, it. It's you just don't realize like I, I know some efforts to have like Narcan, you know, to have mm-hmm. those kind of things in Absolutely. places has met the resistance because it's almost like to them admitting defeat or admi- you know, to the stigma question. Correct. We don't need that life saving thing here because none mm-hmm. of our kids are going to be there. Correct. And I think that that is definitely a challenge. But, you know, why haven't we? Um, made better progress as a nation with the opioid crisis or opioid deaths. If you're using that as a measure, I think that you have to recognize that the opioids we were dealing with 15 years ago aren't the opioids we're dealing with. Now the environment's changed. And, you know, that means that the tactics that we use as a society, as treatment providers need to change because, you know, you can't a battle the same old way and expect that it's going to... But it is amazing how we put things into line items. I, I mean, Vietnam sure. War, we're in the streets. More mm-hmm. people killed in the Vietnam War, we're not even paying attention to. Yeah. I think that, again, the potency of these drugs are so... These synthetic opioids are so significant. And, you know, these are other drugs that you might be purchasing from, you know, a drug dealer are often laced with synthetic opioids. And you are you are suggesting there's still drug dealers? I thought when we legalized everything, all that was going to go away. Yeah, unfortunately, you can get certain things cheaper on the streets than you can. From, well, you're not paying uh, taxes on it. Correct. And so if you're if you're obtaining your drugs from um, a, a, a drug dealer, you can probably rest assured there's a, a high chance that those are laced with synthetic opioids. And and can be very dangerous. And, and the, so, I, the fact is the drug dealer doesn't even know half the time, right? You're absolutely I mean, it's correct. getting through a system. I mean, it's not somebody cooking something up in their basement. You're absolutely correct. It, it's very, it's been through many, many, many hands by the time it gets to the person who's exchanging that with you on the streets. And so I think it's just really important to understand that this is, it's dangerous and having things like Narcan available, um, for, for anyone who, who may be around someone who uses drugs is really important, but we, we are not winning this battle, but the battle has changed. I think that's probably the biggest explanation I can give. Well, I appreciate it. And, yeah. and I know what you guys are doing because I've seen it with my own two eyes. It's pretty amazing. It is amazing. And, yeah. and you keep that, you know, even when 
statistically speaking, in your world, winning is a percentage that <laughs> probably wouldn't be winning in a lot of other areas. You're absolutely correct. You stay the course, and, and we're, we're grateful as a community to have you and to Howard uh, because absolutely. this kind of treatment, this space would – would not be affordable to most people, would not be uh, uh, be able to be accessed by most people. You're absolutely correct. And it's really pretty amazing to see people in a in a relatively short amount of time over the span of, you know, year, a year or two, completely pivot and change the trajectory of their lives. And what starts with, you know, with less than 30 days in a residential treatment facility be- becomes an, a starting point, a, a place to build momentum from. And then through you know, having access to, to transitional housing and those kinds of resources, they change their lives. And it's really um, humbling to be a part of and to watch and the potential that so many people um, have that when they come to us, you would never sort of think that, you know, from the outward appearance and from their track record that their potential is what it is. And yet, these human beings are remarkable and it's a it's a beautiful thing to see well i i just i, I don't know why i think we're better mm-hmm. but not nearly yeah. there on you, you know addiction and mental health and and thinking of it the same way we think of as a broken leg i, I mean I, I there's still that barrier that i don't know what people um and, and trust me i it, it's not that that doesn't mean if you live with this or you've got a kid who's stealing from you and you've got mm-hmm. at the end of your rope oh, it's, it's nothing about it stuff. that's easy Correct. but just the general public opinion that somehow people are weak or weaker or and and they just you, you know we had a, a cardiologist and they gave me the best explanation of what a stent is um you know that I've ever heard and and in a in, in a language that everybody could understand and everybody goes oh my god look at that that's amazing. Well, needing a stent in your heart is, is no different than needing mental health uh, or, or addiction treatment. It's Correct. the same thing. It is. You know, anytime, you know, we don't get through our lives unscathed as human beings. And so we all face different challenges and problems throughout the course of our lives. And so it takes a lot of bravery and courage to reach out for Yeah, assistance. but can you imagine if you broke your leg in the backyard and you were mocked for going to the emergency room? You're exactly correct. And I think that we as a society just need to learn to recognize that whether your challenges are with addiction or with mental health issues or with cardiovascular disease or hypertension, they're all just challenges that, that come with the human condition. Right. And and whether there's an addiction or not, or you're just doing it for entertainment and everybody's screaming about the border, well, oh, by the way, you know, this, this $30 billion a year product where we're demanding be here because we want to consume it plays a huge role in all of this. Yeah, it's tough. No one it's wants to hear that side of it. It's really hard. And I think that recognizing how how drugs get into our society is a really important piece of the picture that I think more people should educate themselves on. All right. Hey, let's do this. Let's yeah. reset because it's Tanya watched the Grammy Awards. Oh. I, I don't, you know, I love having, I, I, we'll go to deep to shallow. I mean, this is like one end of the pool to the other. One love lap. That. Right? Mm-hmm. We'll do the lap during the commercial break. And when you come back, we're definitely going to be in the three feet of water. <laughs> I can't wait. Okay. <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll be back with more right after this. Set those tea times as Earth Mover Credit Union presents the second United Way Open at Caddyshack Golf Pub in downtown Decatur. $1,500 in prize money is on the line, and it's anyone's to win. Book a tea time to play on the golf simulator at Caddyshack by calling 217-422-4444 or visiting caddyshackgolfpub.com. When you arrive, tell them you're playing in the United Way Open. Donate 10 bucks to the United Way for each nine holes you play at Pebble Beach, and you're in the running. Play anytime between now and February 28th. Top 12 scores are called on Leap Day and are invited to the championship nine-hole round on Sunday, March 3rd. Earth Mover Credit Union presents the second United Way Open at Caddyshack. Can anyone catch defending champion Griffin Sparks? Huge thank yous to sponsors, the Country Financial Agency of Ludwig & Young, the new 4-9 in Mount Zion right next door, Main Place Real Estate Agent Blake Reynolds, the Law Office of Andrew Erickson, Newhoff Media, Jim Broidery by Lance Amos, and Blake of Parlooza, LLC. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at nowdecatur.com. One of my favorite Super Bowl halftime shows. Madonna? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Missy Elliott? It was good. My favorite's still Prince. Oh, that was great. You know, Kevin was there for that one. Nuh-uh. Yeah. 
Wow. He got kicked out. I had to like, was it, or no, it was, uh, was it Celine Dion? Somebody he had to delete photos of. Oh, uh, <laughs> who was that? Oh, we're going to have to ask. Was it him. Taylor Swift? I don't remember. But yeah, they definitely told him to delete. <laughs> Which is so stupid because they're yeah. then just in your delete file. Right. Um, but, but yeah, he snuck into the Prince rehearsal, mm-hmm. like, cause they, they'll come in and do a lot. I mean, it yeah. seems very spontaneous, but I mean, there's a lot, like, if you're there rehearsal. all week, mm-hmm. uh, getting ready. All right. So you actually, and God bless you. In real time. Uh, uh, watched the Grammy Awards. I did. I stayed up past my bedtime. Okay. And? <laughs> and I cried like a baby more than one time, and it was kind of cathartic. Okay. What what made you... I didn't watch it. Nick and okay. I talked about... Nick yeah. watched it, right? Nick, did you? No. Oh, I thought you said you did. No, I, I recapped it. My mom watched it. Okay, yeah. I got you. So what made you cry? Okay. Um, now, remember, we're in the, the shallow end. We're in the shallow end. So don't so get Tracy too deep. Chapman. Yeah, oh, Tracy Chapman. Oh, she's so good. Like that that moment was just re- really beautiful, and then Joni Mitchell, uh-huh. for sure, um, both sides now made me cry. Um, those were probably the two moments that made me cry. I laughed, and uh, you know, analyzed the fashion and all of those fun things. It was just really enjoyable ceremony, and I have to say, it's that's because most- you approached it from a healthy perspective. Oh, for sure, the people in the room, mm-hmm. whole other story. Maybe not. And I have to tell you, I don't watch the Oscars. Um, and I don't watch um, the Emmys, but I do watch the Tonys and the Grammys because I like music. Well, there you go. I, yeah. I'm glad you had a fun time. I By did. all accounts, it was, you know, I watched the the, the Tracy Chapman uh, performance after mm-hmm. the fact because mm-hmm. and, and, I'm a huge fan. Oh, my God. I, I mean, and it's was beautiful. real time, you know, and still today. Yeah. And I, I'll, I'll tell you the thing about Tracy Chapman you need to remember, and, and you could probably find this online. Uh, I actually found the DVD set. <sighs> <laughs> or maybe it's Blu-ray. I don't know. I don't even. I, I have it, yes. but I don't even know if I have a place to play it. But they did an Amnesty International tour yeah. years ago, and it was Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, and it was Peter Gabriel. We had the full like African band. I mean, like huge stage mm-hmm. presence. And those guys are such powerhouse performers sure. of like loud and and all the theater of it. Mm-hmm. And she's out there, you know, opening with a, a an acoustic, acoustic guitar and had sixty thousand people just, you know, uh, yes, she has that ability. So when I saw that for the first time way back when I'm like, man, she's such a different kind of performer, but just as powerful. Absolutely. Now they did for the first time. And I have to say, I enjoyed Trevor Noah. He did a great job, but they, for the first time, you two did a, the band, you two did a presentation from inside that new the sphere sphere in, in Las, Las Vegas, Vegas where they're doing their residency for sure. And it's so cool looking inside. Oh my God. It's the first time that they've allowed cameras in to see what it looks like. They, on the inside. they handed the keys over to the right band they to sure figure did. that thing, how to kick it off because they have done, I mean, you talk about productions, mm. you know, they played at rocks bar in Charleston, Illinois when I was in school. You're kidding. Mm-mm. On a U.S. tour before uh, Boy, uh, uh, you know, hit and before, you know, I I mean, uh, yes, I I mean, that was the magic about seeing like college circuit acts Mm -hmm. back in the like late 70s, you know, early 80s. Uh, before they hit. There are a lot For of people sure. who came through that rocks. I don't even know if that thing's still there, but it was right in the downtown area of Charleston next to Eastern Illinois University. And they have now become, you know, I think in my mind, in my generation, maybe Springsteen too, like the premier rock band that lasted like the the, like the Rolling Stones, right. but they reinvented themselves, you know, eight, 10 times and their stages and the stuff they put together was always cutting edge. So yeah, I, we, that we, was super cool. All right. Well, I'm happy. Billy, See, I'm Billy happy. Joel. I don't need to watch. You, oh, and you and make he, me happy. Just telling me about oh my gosh, it. He's got Billy a new, Joel. he's in the news. He's doing a new studio. Album. Yeah. Well, he ended the award ceremony. Like he played out the show. Really? Oh my God. It's so worth watching. And he, they did a little interview with him about how he had lost the joy. Yeah. And, and how he came back to music and it was really pretty cool. And so I don't know, it just, it was, this show was two and a half hours filled with like one nice little thing after the other. It was, it was worth the watch. I think it's great. Yeah. I'm glad you had fun. I had fun. <laughs> See, but I, I, <laughs> with I got my all Kleenex I need. box right there in front of my TV on Sunday night. <laughs> it was good. No watch party. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a scene in Steel Magnolias all of a sudden. <laughs> I don't yeah, know what character. <laughs> I don't know which. <laughs> Am I Julia Roberts on the deathbed? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to. <laughs> Spoiler alert. 
<laughs> at this point. Yeah, I think point. it's okay. I think you're good. Uh, all right. So uh, we've got uh, spring uh, weather, right? Yeah. We had the horrible stuff. Um, how much does that dramatically impact, like, what you see, like, Across all your facilities, yeah. like when there's just a little nicer weather, just a little more sunshine, is it a noticeable difference? Uh, you know, only if it's a pattern that lasts for at least a week or so. Okay. But the upper respiratory sort of crud that we were is experiencing that, is better. Is it waning? Yeah, that's waning. COVID test? Be- waning. Um, believe it or not, people are starting to have seasonal allergies, and it's a little early I for believe that. that. But, you know, when the weather comes to, to this point and it warms up, so we're seeing now seasonal allergies. Well, here's why you're seeing the se- mm-hmm. why I believe. I'm not a doctor, but we had such bad air quality uh, last year. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and, and don't know what is coming. Those Canadian wildfires, all yes. the different things that factored into that. That stuff is still in your, your ducks and your, Correct. you know, I mean, and, and I remember asking a, a, a health professional, when it was like 80 or 90 and like, okay, when do we like, because we've never, I don't, maybe we have, we just didn't know it, but what number should I be like really worried about? He goes, it gets to 300. We're talking like, yeah, it's pretty serious. And then we hit 300. Exactly. So I think that's a lot of that. Yeah, I agree. I think that people with asthma and seasonal allergies are already starting to struggle. And, you know, it's kind of that moment where there's that switchover and that inflection. Now, typically in central Illinois, in February at some point, we get another big freeze and some serious weather. You know, yeah, to we're not out of it. Yeah, we're not out of the out of the woods, but we are seeing some of that, you know, flares of 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 asthma okay. for some people. So just we, take care of yourself. One more break, and then I'm going to give everybody <laughs> something that they have to watch. It, it, the the ask is not huge. There's three episodes all under one hour. I watched all three of them last night. You will run a gamut of emotions over this, but I don't think I've ever seen anything captured v- visually as stunning as what I watched last night. It's going to be on Nat Geo or Hulu or Disney, if you have any of those. And... Man, well, it, you, you, when was the last time you sat in a chair in your living room and felt so anxious that your skin crawled? I, I mean, like that, that you just, you know? Yeah. Oh, I, I'm intrigued. I can't wait. We'll do it on the other side of the break. Here's Nick Smith with your three day forecast. Today, partly sunny, high of 54. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 45. Thursday, a chance of showers after 1 p.m., mostly cloudy and windy, high near 58. Friday, sunny with a high near 64. Current temperature, downtown Decatur, 37 degrees. Your WSOY time is 8.51. Hey, everybody, it's Chris Harrison here with Main Place Real Estate. We firmly believe that staying true to our roots is the key to sustained growth, enabling us to deliver unparalleled service to you and our community. As we step into 2024, we are renewing our commitment to our core values. They are integrity and excellence, innovation, client-centered approach, and trust and dedication. While appearances to the outside world do matter, we want our clients and friends to know our strength and commitment to you runs much deeper. Check us out at mainplace.us. Are you the parent of a 2- to 7-year-old? Listen closely for an exciting free radio offer. By now, you've probably heard of ABC Mouse, the Parents' Choice Award-winning online learning program that's actually changing the lives of early learners everywhere. ABC Mouse is like a little one-on-one teacher. It has helped her so much. Right now, we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month. But you have to go to abcmouse.com slash radio to claim your free month. That's abcmouse.com slash radio. Sponsored by Age of Learning. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. Back here on a Wednesday. So the tease was the show. Uh, the show is called Arctic Ascent with Alex Honnold. Now, you know him from El Capitan and the documentary Free Solo, where he climbed uh, the largest uh, uh, you know wall they call him rock in the United States of America with no ropes no I mean that was just a, a free climb insane that was insane <laughs> but what has changed in technology and drones and 8k you know quality they went to New Zealand and 
there's a three part, like two, the first two are just getting to the wall. It's a hundred mile journey where people have not been for thousands of years through glaciers and uh, the ice 2000 feet deep. Can you even fathom that? No, I can't. The, this area they're going to, and the scientists they have with them and the guide who's from New Zealand, who's there to like basically watch for polar bears and dangerous stuff. They've never climbed. So they got to get these two people who've never climbed up this first stretch, which is only 1400 feet in the air, up through the thing, do all the science. They got to ski in. Literally at one point they're sleeping in their tents because it's too dangerous to go on because it looked like what our windows look like, but it's a whiteout and these, these, uh, crevasses that break in the ice that are hundreds of feet deep. You can't see them until you're on them and you you just die. You're on your skis and the next thing you know, you're 200 feet into an ice cliff. And the next day when it cleared, they flew the drone up over them. They were surrounded by these. I mean, the little place they were sleeping, the just same spot. surrounded by these crevasses. Oh, and my God. The, the, when they climb and the drone footage and the stuff you can see where human beings have not walked for thousands of years, it's just, it's untouched. So the visuals are amazing. Dizzyingly. So I mean, like wow. where I watched one on my iPad and felt that when I put it on the big <laughs> screen, I was like, oh, I can't handle this. Wow. It's just dynamic. It makes you glad other people are that brave to bring well, you images well, that you would never well, see. I'm convinced after watching the final episode, he's going to get killed or get someone killed doing one of these things. Yeah. He doesn't have a governor. And three, there's there's two other climbers, a young woman from Britain and an American guy mm-hmm. uh, that are all world-class climbers. And there's some stuff at the end that, like, you know, I'm like, I, I you know, you've already done the Save the World climate stuff. You've already got all your samples. And at the end of the day, you're just here for that wall. I mean, I know. I mean, I yeah. think you care about the other stuff. But this is the reward. Mm-hmm. Well, we do something for humanity, but I got to climb that thing. Mm-hmm. And he's almost not on the spectrum, but like it, it's a I don't know that he has any self restraints. Yeah. And that's fine if it's him, but there were two other climbers involved. Correct. And there gets to be some friction. It's compelling. Oh, it sounds like something I actually might watch. <laughs> might watch. I thought I did a great job building <laughs> it up. Can you give me? You know what? That's I something might, I might watch. You know, I don't watch a lot of TV, but, you know, since I watched the Grammys, maybe I need something else. No commercials. No commercials. The, you've never seen anything as beautiful and sad as this area of Greenland, uh, you, you know, where these huge glaciers that literally, I mean, the volume of water we're talking about mm-hmm. would, would put New York City like f- two miles underwater. I, I mean, in just some of these glaciers and how big they are, but how much of that has receded. When I went to Alaska one time, um, th- there was a little rock that showed you where the ice edge was in like 1927 and now it's all woods until you get to the glacier that it used to be a part of. So there was science, which was really cool. They, I mean, they had all kinds of probes and things they were doing to gauge that they, they cut down in and then cut another hole in to see the light where they could see where the melting had started and stopped. There's an interesting science part of it and and she's great, but then just the views, I mean, uh, it's just, I don't know how to describe it. Well, we're going to have to watch, aren't we, Nick? Sounds good. I don't think Nick's interested. I'm very interested. I'm just being realistic. I don't know how I'm going to get to it. Are you behind in your queue? Uh, Well, pause your queue. Sometimes that's the problem. I know. Yeah. Sometimes you got to just pause and then jump start. Yeah. Yeah. I do that. It's. I mean, literally, I watched it in a night. I don't even think they're 60-minute episodes. There's three episodes. Yeah. Uh, So it's like a, a, it's a movie. Okay. Right? That's perfect. I just, I've never seen anything quite, we did in Alaska get a sea, I mean, you, you, these glaciers are, they're unfathomably large. I mean, you, you, they're 10, 15, 20, 30 stories, I, I mean, of of ice. Alaska's on the bucket list. Well, yeah, I would not suggest Greenland unless you've got yeah. like a lot of money and a rescue copter. <laughs> and I would not go with Alex Honnold. And I wouldn't no. go to Alaska during the day, 30 days of night either. No, same. <laughs> That's not all of Alaska. That's just a very uh, small part. I wouldn't go there anyway because anybody that lives there... Mm. That takes a special kind of thing just to even be there. All right. That's it for us. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. You too. Always. If you missed any of the show today, podcast driven by the Bob Brady Auto Group. You can get them anywhere you get your podcast, including nowdecator.com. We will see you tomorrow morning, bright and early 6 a.m. Have a great day.
WSOY Decatur and W277DB Decatur. WSOY, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at nowdecatur.com. This is RJ Crace with your stories now brought to you by Shop on Main. The state Supreme Court has denied a request from State Representative Dan Calkins to vacate its ruling that upheld the state's assault weapons ban. The high court rejected Calkins' lawsuit in August that challenged the ban. Calkins later appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court, arguing that he didn't get a fair trial because two Democrat justices had taken campaign funds from groups tied to the defendants. The U.S. High Court denied his request last month to block the law's implementation. On Monday, the state Supreme Court also rejected his request to vacate its August decision based on the same arguments. Legal challenges are likely not finished. A gun rights group has vowed to bring a full challenge to the U.S. Supreme Court on federal constitutional grounds. The HSHS St. Mary's Hospital partners will have their cheers for chocolate extravaganza on Tuesday in the main lobby of the hospital beginning at 7 a.m. The bake sale will provide... You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.